My, my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. There are a lot of great sound bites from former NC State coach Chuck Amato, but that's got to be my favorite. Happy Thanksgiving. It is my favorite holiday. It is my second favorite week of the year. Nothing tops the start of the NCAA tournament for me in men's basketball. But this holiday, you've got turkey. You've got family. You've got lasagna. You've got stuffing. You've got stuffed mushrooms. You name it, you've got it. Enjoy it all on Thursday. And you've got football because on Saturday for the eighth time in 10 years, we've got NC State and North Carolina closing out the regular season. Game's going to be an eight o'clock start over at Carter Finley Stadium. Joe Ovius and I will be on a very special OG after dark coming to you live from the breeze through with your reactions. Join us, please, over there at the breeze through. The breeze through's got you covered. They're going to have me awake for this game. Dark Roast Coffee. They're going to have you uh, ready for this game with the great beer selection that they have. And they're going to have your tailgate taken care of all, all the different snacks, ice, and everything else that they have over at the Breeze Through. Adam does such a great job. Check him out right there on the corner of Edwards Mill and Trinity. And again, come out and see us because we will be there for a very special OG after dark. This game normally makes or breaks NC State's season. I think I can make the argument for the first time, oh, maybe in the last 30 or 50 years, that it doesn't. I'm going to have that conversation with Josh Goodson, RTP Mortgage, our friend Josh Goodson, who actually graduated from Carolina but is a big state fan. We're going to talk more about that. But first, let's talk about the history between these two schools because there are a lot of things that North Carolina can be proud of. The all-time series record here, though, let me tell you, people, you've got Michael Jordan, you've got basketball, you've got field hockey, you've got women's soccer, you've got so many things that you can throw at NC State fans. You do not need to throw, yeah, but look at the all-time record when State and Carolina get together. You guys, you're not even our real rival. Okay, that's a terrible voice. But here, the truth of the matter is, North Carolina leads the all-time series 68 38 and six. Okay. Uh, in ACC play, it's 37 and 33. If you're watching on the YouTubes. Uh, so that means before the ACC in the 1940s, thirties, twenties, tens, 1900s and 1890s. When let's be honest, it wasn't even really the same game that we know today that before <laughs> we're still talking about some leather helmet and forward pass issues here. Carolina went 31, five and six. And, and most of those games were also played at Carolina. So awesome. 31, five and six overall 68, 38 and six. I get it. Those are all things to brag about. Truth of the matter is this series since 1953, since the start of the ACC has been pretty equal 37 and 33. If you want to go to when Mac Brown first got to Carolina in 1988, state has a slight edge 19 and 16. And then since 2000 state has an edge 14 and nine. Dave Dorn is six and four against Carolina and Mac Brown over his two different tenures in this particular series at Carolina. He is seven and seven against NC state. So again, Carolina, you have a lot of things that you can brag about. 
Um, I really don't see the the merits of argue, of being really happy about a 31, 5, and 6 record in uh, you know before 1953. But you know what? You got to do you. You got to run your own race here. So I get it. Normally in this game, it is determined by one particular statistic. And it just goes to show you how weird the last two games have been in this series. Because the last two games in this series have been won by NC State. Well, why is that weird, Joe? Because if you look for seven years from 2014 through 2020, the winner of this game was the one that ran the ball more successfully. And last two years, the team that's run the ball more successfully has been Carolina, but they haven't won those games. State won, you'll remember last year in overtime, the Ben Finley game. They go to Chapel Hill. State wins 30 to 27 in overtime. Carolina had an edge, 118 59. State couldn't run the ball at all. Um, two years ago, the game in Raleigh, the Sam Howells last game, Carolina had a 300 to 113 passing uh, rushing advantage, and State still came back and won that game in miraculous fashion, 34-30. But if you look every year between 2014 and 2020, the winner of the game was the one that ran for more yards. Now, will that pattern hold up for Saturday? That's probably a good thing if you're a Carolina fan because you feel like with Amarian Hampton, who is uh, tied for the national lead, in rushing yards this year, which would be a, a fairly amazing accomplishment considering who the quarterback is and considering what we thought Carolina's offense was going to be this year. That would be that would be something else if Hampton ends up leading the country in rushing. If, they, if this becomes a running game, NC State's in trouble. Uh, Michael Allen was the latest running back to leave the team this week. Uh, they had already lost Jordan Houston earlier in the year when he decided he was going to preserve his year of eligibility. Allen is just choosing to enter the transfer portal without playing in this game or the bowl game for NC State. So, but if you look at NC State and what they've done with their running game this year, now it is different with um, Brendan Armstrong at quarterback, but State's averaging 148 rushing yards per game. That's 11th in the ACC. But when you look at the game log and you look at what they've been able to do this year, again, it's been on the uptick of late with 266 yards against Wake and 188 last week against Virginia Tech. But there have some been some bleak rushing yardage games this year for NC State. So if that stat holds up now, the flip side of that, of course, is that Carolina's run defense it isn't always the best part of their defense, as we saw in uh, Virginia and the, the loss down at Georgia Tech, which was just kind of wild how much Georgia Tech was able to run the ball against the Tar Heels. So things to look at. I do think this feels like, as as the conversation I'll get into with Josh Goodson, this feels like an ending. This feels like a, a, a chapter closing on the rivalry with you know not only the players on the field, you have Drake May uh, playing in likely his final game with Carolina. I mean, it, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to, if you're the number one overall pick or number two pick to play in a bowl game. That's not going to have any consequence to Carolina's season. Peyton Wilson, who I think we need to start talking about as one of the best players in school history. Yes, he's been there for six years. Yes, he did get an extra year of eligibility. But what he's done this year is, is nothing short of amazing, uh, particularly when the defense to start the season wasn't great. And to see the way that the defense has progressed as the year has gone along is it's truly remarkable. Wilson 
second in the ACC with tackles for loss with 15 and a half. He leads, he leads the team in tackles this year, man. It feels like he leads the world with tackles with 123 this year in the 11 games. Carolina Cedric Gray actually second with 104. Wilson's just been from a leadership standpoint and from an on, you know, uh, standing up for Brendan Armstrong after the Marshall game where he had been booed uh, when he came onto the field for a goal line sequence from just the way after the Duke loss, he had talked about, Hey, this is not who we are. And, you know, after losing in Durham 24, three NC States turned their season around. And if you would have told me that day that state who was four and three coming off a miserable loss to Duke and Carolina would have the same record coming into this game, I would have said you're on crazy pills. Carolina was 6-0 and at the time and running hot and looking good. But the mistakes started piling up for them, starting with the Virginia game where they're a 24-point home favorite. And then the road loss to Georgia Tech. And then last week, they lost to Clemson in a game that would probably look familiar to some state fans. Uh, there were some there were some interesting officiating decisions in that game in Clemson's favor. Uh, also, an unbelievable play by... Uh, Clemson to run down Amari and Hampton at the goal line. That really turned the game. Uh, Carolina had a chance to take a 14-0 lead there. And just like NC State this year, Clemson is not an explosive offense. So that really turned the game. And Hampton ended up having an outstanding game, but he did turn the ball over twice. Carolina ends up losing down to Clemson. So here they are, a pair of eight and three teams. I uh, was singing journeys separate ways and tweeting about their separate ways. Because over the last two years, Carolina with Drake May, with his high-powered offense and Mac Brown and the and the unbelievable recruiting classes, they're seventeen and eight. NC State is sixteen and eight with five different quarterbacks. So it's truly been a a study in contrast to see these two programs, who have traditionally been right around five hundred, and two programs that, quite frankly, you know, Carolina hasn't won the ACC since nineteen eighty, NC State hasn't won the ACC since nineteen seventy nine. So these are two teams that mostly care about each other. And that's going to lead to my conversation with Josh Goodson about, you know, normally this is a game that will make or break NC State season. I don't see it that way. Josh has a different opinion. So we will get to Josh and talk a little bit about that. And I get it. That's what this area is all about. It is about the dynamic. It is about. Uh, the people that you work with. It is about your family members. Some are state, some are Carolina. The people you work with, some are state, some are Carolina. The people that you hang out with on your text threads, all of these things. I understand that. I just, I wouldn't diminish this season by saying if state loses on Saturday, that it that the season was somehow a failure because it wasn't. Um, it, it, quite frankly, to get to eight wins was was remarkable for this NC State team with everything that they went through. But we'll get to that with Josh Goodson after we sell a few ads. As you know, uh, it's been an interesting year and we are thankful for all of you out there because we, we couldn't be here without you. And more than 5,000 subscribers now on the YouTubes. We have surpassed 400,000 downloads for uh, our on our podcast platforms. If you don't know, that puts us in the top 5% of all podcasts, not just sports podcasts, not just local podcasts. So Appreciate all of you. Uh, many things to be thankful for here on Thanksgiving. There's a chance you're going to spend your holiday maybe at a friend's house, right? You're going to see a great 
TV room next to the kitchen, maybe an open space. And you're like, man, I could really use a new place to live. Well, best way to do that is to check out Hometown Realty. It's myhtr.com. They make it really easy for you. It's buy or sell. There's a toggle right in the middle. Can't miss it. HTR is going to get you in on the new construction in this area, which is really important. More than 60% of their business is in new construction. The whole, all of Garner and South Raleigh is changing. And if you want to take advantage of the best deals, go with Hometown Realty. Again, it's myhtr.com. And as I record this on a Tuesday, Whitaker and Hamer is taking care of a traffic violation for me in Wake County District Court. I appreciate them doing that. If you have any kind of legal issues, you can go with Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer. Uh, Josh is a big state fan. State needs those lawyers. I need a lawyer. If you need one, go to wh.lawyer. And I mentioned that we are going to have a conversation with Josh Goodson. That's RTP Mortgage, rtpmortgage.com. Look, you, you might not know what you can afford. So before you go to Hometown Realty, you need to know a ballpark figure. Give Josh a call. It's 252-361-1415. That's 252-361-1415. He's with RTP Mortgage. It's rtpmortgage.com. And you want to have an idea how much you can afford. You want to have an idea. Maybe you're in a place right now. You want to move. Hey, what can we sell this for? What can we, what, what do we, what do we need to sell this for in order to buy a new place? These are all things that Josh understands. Maybe you're looking down the road. Maybe you're looking for the spring, but you need to get your credit in order. Best thing to do, give Josh a call, figure out what your options are. It's 252-361-1415. Look, uh, I know it's not easy keeping track of all of the things that you have to do to take care of your home. I was reminded this week that yes, Termites are a part of that equation. And new for Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, is a termite solutions. So check them out. It's bugsbite.com. Bugsbite.com. What they're going to do is they're going to solve your termite issues before they start. I had termites. You know where they came from? The mulch bags that I bought from one of these stores. You know what I mean? So I wasn't happy when I was caught with that termite bill with actual termites. Head that stuff off of the past. You know what a Mosquito Authority did today? Came out to my house, and where did they put the, the termite stuff? In the mulch. Not under the house, not in the crawl space. They're trying to be preventative. Take care of your number one investment. That's your home. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, the best way to do it. Check them out. It's bugsbite.com. And football season is over, but Christmas is just around the corner and you want to get the best gifts for the big sports fan, the big state fan in your life, easy. I got an easy solution for you. Go to homefieldapparel.com, homefieldapparel.com. You're going to see all kinds of great jackets, hats, shirts, sweatpants, you name it, they have it. All kinds of classic logos, great stuff from Homefield Apparel. Use the promo code OG23, and you will save 15% on your initial order. They've got all kinds of other sales going on too. So check them out. It's homefieldapparel.com. Joining me now on the in-person Easter Automotive Group hotline in the Eford studios, Josh Goodson, RTP Mortgage, Josh Goodson, Carolina grad, Josh Goodson, mm. state fan. This is your week, man. <laughs> it's my Super Bowl. 
your Super Bowl, State Carolina. Everyone plays one. Everyone does play a Super Bowl. I'm glad you come around on all of my cockamamie theories. I appreciate that. Um, all right. So you and I in the Garner Golf Gambling Group have had an existential conversation this week about the meaning of the NC State and North Carolina football game. And I got here in 1993. I would say to you, every game since 1993 has either made or broken NC State's football season. Mm -hmm. I am here to tell you today, and I'm here to die on this hill right now. I do not think this game on Saturday night makes or breaks NC State's season. The fact that they got to eight wins, the fact that they recovered the way that they did, not only after the Duke game. Who said they would get eight wins before the season? Okay, first of all, Josh, you were right. Okay. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> if you read on Saturday Road, you would see that Joe Giglio predicted NC State to go eight and four this season. You're welcome. That was all because of you. You had convinced me. I thought they were going to go six and six this year. You convinced me to pick eight and four. I picked eight and four. And for your sake, I hope that eight and four is correct. It's incorrect. But I would say to you, even if State loses on Saturday, how could we not qualify this season as a success mm. to get to eight wins the way that they did with MJ Morris benching himself with, don't forget now they're starting running back Jordan Houston at the beginning of the year, yeah. benching himself, both for the same reasons, trying to preserve a year of eligibility. Now, Michael Allen, one of their running backs, leaving the team for whatever we think of Michael Allen. And there's plenty of play, plenty of fans out there who've been clamoring for more Michael Allen and whatever else is to that. And now you have the situation with Brendan Armstrong. He's back. He was start and he was out. Now he's back in. He's done really well. You have the situation with their defense where, quite frankly, at the beginning of the year, they're getting gashed by UConn's lousy running back. And then Notre Dame looked like the freaking 89 Niners against them. And now all of a sudden, they've cleaned all those things up. They've won eight games. They're back in the bowl. What state co state coach D is giving us uh, shit. Be happy we won is giving us scared money. Don't make no money. What else is there, man? Not all eight and four seasons are created equal. I And I even wrote that because they went eight and four last year and they needed to beat Carolina last year. Doesn't mean anything in terms of um, it might change which bowl you go to. Maybe. Um, it'll allow for people to, Carolina is always going to be a bigger draw. It, it will allow for people to uh, talk junk to their UNC friends and mm -hmm. vice, you know, that that's a real thing. It's a real thing. Um, it will actually allow if if they win, it'll allow uh, Dave Dorn to get that sweet little top twenty five CFP bonus, bonus. Yes. that he's likely going to get. Because I imagine they'll be ranked. We're, we're recording this on Tuesday. Yeah, I imagine they'll be ranked tonight in that at the bottom. And if they, they should be, yeah. And if they stay in that, which yes. a win would imply that they stay in that, he'll be due to get whatever was it fifty or seventy? I 50. Which I don't think he cares about that, but it's a thing. That would be nice to get fifty grand <laughs> and not care about it. Um, <laughs> however. I think with the way the season's gone, what's Dave's biggest issue? Normally, yeah, they don't. He doesn't win the right games. Correct. He wins games, but not the ones that necessarily the fans want to see him win. He he doesn't win the right games, and that ha that and it's different from year to year. This year's going to ultimately be the Louisville was the right game you needed to win, <sighs> right? I mean, we it's, can't relitigate. No, but what again. I'm getting at, so he doesn't win the right games. I think after you show that you can beat Clemson. You can beat Miami, who, who they, you who haven't never beat before. before. Yeah, you can go to Winston Salem, which they had never, which they, they, they done once. They don't but, do that. Yeah, then you can go to Blacksburg, and I know that winning in Lane Stadium is not like it used to be, but That's like still. 
you had to go up there and they were still Virginia Tech was still playing for something and you yeah. went up there and dominated. The final score doesn't look like it. You do all that and then now you have your hated rival that you've gotten over on the last couple of years whenever you were like not supposed to be in the game, not supposed to win. I don't know if anybody's necessarily saying State should win this game, but this is definitely a should with everything that's happened prior to now. For you to give up all that goodwill and all those good graces of like, maybe we've gotten over the hump of winning like when we're supposed to and we're feeling good and we're riding the momentum. If he loses this, if they lose this weekend, you're not. Does it matter how they play in the game then to you? Like if they play well and lose, I wish they could because UNC still has a really good, like, yeah, like the state does something really well. UNC has more talent than NC State. They have a better team than NC State. State does something really well, play defense. Yeah. UNC does something really well, play offense. If UNC's offense is playing well, you're going to lose to them. Right. That's just a part of it. So, no, I just, I just don't agree with the, I think I think the way that your season builds to certain games matters. And the fact that we've gotten to this point, the way that we got here, and also the way that UNC looks to be getting to this point as well, struggling on fumes, is Matt going to retire, all these other things? Yeah. I think it would, being at home, at night, all, all these dynamics make it to where, I, I do think it means a lot more now than like, maybe you're implying it should mean. All right, so if Dave Doran calls you after this game yeah. and says, hey, uh, I got a Michigan State deal on the table. You're, you're, you're friends with Dave Doran. Let's, let's go to the uh, fantasy world where, okay. where Dave is your friend, yep. right? And he says, hey, man, I, I got a job offer from Michigan State. They're going to, I mean, heck, would, realistically, they would double him up, right? He ten. basically makes $5 million here. So going to get doubled up. My, my, his youngest son is going to graduate from Cardinal yep. Gibbons this year. So it's... You're not going to have any kids in high school anymore. So, I mean, that's a factor too, right? What What would you tell him? What would you tell your friend to do in that situation? Take the money. Take the money. Mm-hmm. If it's if it, if it's that big of a jump, is Michigan State the same job as State though, or no? Because we don't think they'll play Ohio State and Michigan on a, on an annual. They'll probably basis play anymore. Michigan every year. They've been a half to play Michigan yeah. every year. Um, because I think one of Dave's big frustrations has been who that who who he had been in the division with here. Well, that's right. Well, so why would you go somewhere else and bang your head up against a wall? Well, it's the money. Right. If it's 5 million versus seven, not that big of a difference. Tens. I mean, yeah. all, all of his generational wealth, right? right. <laughs> let's, no, not, I, let's not like I, him get the, the money I, at state. He's getting is not I, like setting him up. Sure. For, I remember his agent calling me during the Tennessee thing. And he said that Tennessee offered him a million more dollars than Dave right. was making at state. And he was like, a million dollars is a lot. He goes, but he turned it down. And I was like, well, probably because they're they're crazy, crazy at Tennessee. Like they're extra crazy. Well, and I think Dave, you think state fans well, are crazy. And we actually had this, you probably saw the text going back and forth this morning in the in the G4 text group. This was kind of your conversation. I think Dave has gotten state to a point where they're not on Clemson's terms. No. Like Clemson's A A level is still better than state's A level. If Clemson's firing on all cylinders, you're not expecting to beat them. Right. And that's but that's also 95% of other college football teams. Right. But I think from where he's sitting, they've he's won they've won the second most ACC games since 2017. He's he's like kind of got to the mountaintop where like now one out of three or four years we should be able to yeah. to to punch with these guys. To go to Michigan State to have to like start over 
to maybe take five, seven, ten years to get where maybe we're punching with Michigan. That doesn't seem like a lot of fun. And it's the same thing. Like if you told me like he was going to Mississippi State, I'd be like, I, I immediately canceled out the Mississippi State rumor. But, like I don't yeah. Starkville. I just don't. Yeah, I don't like, see it. I don't see it. Come on. No, Dave does have some roots in the Big Ten. So that's where I could see some of that. Dave turned on the Ole Miss job a couple yeah. of years ago too, like that same year. Ole Miss, Washington State. Um, yeah, he had some he had some chances to get out of here, and he he didn't take them. But uh, now his kids were still in school, yeah. and that's a big thing for him. Obviously, um, it'll be interesting to see. It just kind of feels like this game feels like the end of a, an era to me. On Saturday, mm. you got Mac who's seventy two. I mean, I don't know what he's gonna do, but I mean, I don't. You want to keep doing this stuff, uh, especially now that you don't have Sam Al or Drake May in the, in the holster there. And then, you know, you've got um, uh, Peyton Wilson, you know, yeah. after six years and his own history with Carolina and almost going there and just the way he's kind of willed and and carried this team and, and been a great leader for them. Uh, it'll be emotional for him. Uh, you know, hopefully they won't do something stupid like with Phillip Rivers and retire his number <laughs> before the game and Watch them lose to freaking Maryland. If um, oranges, oranges thrown on the yeah. field. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Some of the dumb things NC State's done. That that's pretty high on the list. Um, I it's just and you know you have you have Stanford and Cal coming next year and stupid SMU and it just feels like you know and I, uh, Boo Corgan could actually be gone yeah. too. Like and Kevin Guskowitz could be at Michigan State with Dave. Durant. I don't know. Like, Ray, Randy Woodson. Right. Yeah. He's. But on a schedule himself, it just feels like one of those. Like, okay, you know, uh, this this feels like it's a, a big, it's a big, a all, it's a big off season, and it's just a big off season for both schools. UNC having to do the quarterback stuff, yeah, and states getting rid of the twenty five k a year, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> that probably but also kept kept probably more guys in the program. Them, like, yeah, the state's going to have a lot more attrition this year than they've had before. So, just a quick context to that at the end of. At this time last year, the person who was was running the collective made a promise that they were going to spend twenty five thousand dollars to every scholarship player. That sounds correct yeah. on the roster. I don't know if that was all delivered, but that was what the plan was, and that's why you saw as many players who <laughs> I remember stayed. last year we were sitting like, God, the culture that NC State has is so good. No one's leaving. Devin Carter was like the only guy that transferred. Right. right. It's like God. That just. Well, these guys Devin, are just these guys are just bought Demi in, Sumo and, and it's Devin like Carter. actually yeah. they literally are bought in, like that's, right, right. And I, listen, I, 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 it, it, I, I, think it, I think the actual purpose of it meant well. Yeah, and it was supposed to be like, hey, we're treating all for one, one for all, three musketeer bullshit. But now of thing. You have, then you have Peyton Wilson in theory getting paid the same from the, now Peyton's making more yeah, from Peyton other more. entities, but yeah, just from a pure. Peyton's making the same as the third string cornerback sure. or whatever. And and I think Dave's kind of shifted his philosophy too, just as we've seen in the recruitment of Jonathan Taylor. You know, I I, I think that I think that's probably the right thing to do. Yeah. So we'll see how this all ends up working out because you know, quarterback's gonna be an issue. And that's fine. There's guys out there, you gotta adopt the Does Tony uh, Gibson stay? Like that's these are these well, are big things. Yeah, if I would I would argue he's more important. The problem if Dave goes to Michigan State. Michigan State and the Big Ten, they have funny money. So if if he went and took ten million and he said, "Hey Tony, I'll pay you three. Unless NC State says, "Hey, you want to be the guy, or you'll be the head coach." Here. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. It just feels there's like a lot. No, there, there's a lot going on, and, and in the conference and just everything, it feels like the end of an era. Uh, so I'm just I'm 
perfectly um, honest with you. I'm going to go Saturday night. I will probably be inside for the first half. And then I'll do my usual. I'll go at halftime. I'll go sit at the uh, sit RV by the fire. Lot, sit by the fire. It is gonna be cold. It is. It's, I saw it's gonna be like thirty, be forty degrees or whatever and Saturday not pay, night. Pay uh, fifteen, sixteen bucks for a beer, and just watch the game on on the big screen there, and kind of enjoy it and process it and take it all in because it does feel like the end of an era to me. So uh, I'm excited. I I'm still a sucker. A good college football atmosphere, and I think it'll fun. definitely be that. Like I think I I still. College football or college sports is like changing from that a yeah. lot. Like we, how many times, how many basketball tournaments are being played like in front of nobody just to have all these neutral side things, a good college football atmosphere still gets it for me. So, all right. Well, Josh, happy Thanksgiving in the immortal words of uh, Chuck Amato. Yeah. Appreciate it. Enjoy the bird on Thursday and I will see you. Saturday yeah. over at Carter Finley Stadium. As always, if you're not already, follow us on Apple, Spotify, the Googles, five stars only. And of course, right here, hit that subscribe button. You can do it. Um, follow us on the YouTubes. We reached more than 5,000 subscribers on our OG Media YouTube channel this week. Great celebration for us here at the OG Media Company. And of course, we are very thankful for all of you for following us and supporting us here at the OG Media Company. Happy Thanksgiving. See you guys on Saturday. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people.